This podcast is for learners of English and also for teachers of English to use with their classes. I'm Karen, a teacher and writer from England, and in each episode of this podcast, I will help you to improve an aspect of your English vocabulary, grammar, and comprehension, and discuss British writers, culture, and pronunciation. Come on, let's get started. Hello, and welcome to my latest episode. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you about money, or more precisely, inheritance, and all the vocabulary around that. And also, I'm going to talk about um, British culture in relation to that. And the story that we'll be focusing on this time is called The Ghost in the Bride's Bedroom. And it's from my collection of stories called Ghost Stories. It's an adaptation for intermediate learners of four ghost stories by Charles Dickens. Of course, if you wanted to read the original stories by Charles Dickens, it might be too difficult for you. But with my adaptation, you can read it more easily. So I'm going to read from the story, The Ghost in the Bride's Bedroom. And I want you to try to understand whether the baddie, that's the evil character, has succeeded in what he wants. He wants to marry a woman so that he can get her money. He's only interested in her money. So listen and then decide, did he get her money or not? He spent a lot of time with her. He listened to her. He danced with her. He brought her flowers. He did all this because he wanted to marry her and get all her money. But can you believe it? He couldn't marry her because she died suddenly. One night, she put her hands to her head, screamed, lay for hours without moving and then died. For a second time, he didn't get her money not a penny. Okay, so I'm sure you can tell from that excerpt from the story that this man, this evil man, did not, did not get the woman's money. And there's an expression in the text which is not a penny. He didn't get her money, not a penny. That means not even a penny. He didn't even get one penny. And he's not very happy about this. So listen now to what he does. So this woman dies and he didn't get her money, but this woman has a daughter who is not his daughter and he seeks revenge via her. So listen, he still wanted revenge on her, but how could he get it now? He thought of an idea. He learned to copy her signature. Then he wrote her will and told everyone that she wrote it. The will said that all her money would go to her daughter, who was then 10 years old. And the will also said that he must look after the child. As he put the will under the mother's pillow, he whispered in her ear, you see, I have my revenge now, even though you're dead. That's lovely, isn't it? Nice guy. So he, has written a will 
and pretended that the will is by her, written by her, but it's not, he wrote it. So what is a will? A will is a document you write before you die that tells everyone who you want to inherit your money. So maybe you want your children to inherit your money. So you say, I leave my house and all my money to my children. And a lawyer or solicitor will help you to make the will. And that will decide what happens to your property, your houses, house or houses, and money after you die. In this case, the character in the story has copied the woman's signature. Another way of saying that would be to forge her signature, to copy or to forge her signature. By the way, signature is a general word for the way you write your name on a document to prove that you agree to the terms. And if you're famous and you just write your name for someone because they're a fan, then it's called an autograph. But anyway, in this case, it's a signature. And usually when you write a will, you say that you're of sound mind in the document. Of To be of sound mind means that you're not crazy. You don't have dementia. You know what you're writing. You understand. And you have beneficiaries. And a beneficiary in a will is a person who will inherit something. So if you're a parent, your children will probably be beneficiaries or your partner. Um, and if your children are young, you may want to write in the document, in the will, um, who you want to be your children's guardians. And a guardian is somebody who looks after a child um, and in this case, it will be somebody who looks after your child or children after you die, if they're still young. Or to put it in legal vocabulary, if your child has not yet attained the age of majority. In your will, you might also put uh, your funeral wishes, how you wish to be um, disposed of, if you like, your body to be disposed of after you die. Um, the two usual ways are to be buried, to put to be put in the earth, and the other way is cremation. If you're cremated, then your body is burnt, and then your family are left with ashes, which is like a powder, which is your body. And you may also say if you want your organs to be donated. If you donate your organs, it means that after you die, um, doctors can remove parts of your body and give them to living people who maybe their organs don't work properly. Maybe you can take out eyes or parts of eyes um, and other parts of the body like that, a liver. And you normally, um, you, you should sign your will with witnesses, in the presence of witnesses. And a witness is somebody who watches what you're doing. Okay, so um, don't forget, by the way, that this story, my story, which is an adaptation of Ghost Stories by Charles Dickens for intermediate learners is available on Amazon and Apple and Kobo and other websites. Book Depository, which gives you a free postage to most countries. So have a look at the link in the description of this podcast or go to my website www.readstories-that's the little line in the middle learnenglish.co.uk so .co.uk. 
Right. So to return to the vocabulary, when somebody dies, you can inherit money or property. Property is houses or land. And we can say, for example, that when I die, I want to leave all my money to my children, to leave money or property to someone. Um, what's the usual thing in your country? Because I have the impression there is a cultural difference. Some of my friends who are from other countries have been surprised that when one parent dies, um, the money doesn't go to the children. But in this country, I think it's usual um, that when one parent dies, the money goes to the other parent. And often no money goes to the children until the second parent dies. Um, so I wonder if that's a cultural difference. I'm not too sure. Another question, which I think is interesting, is should siblings get an equal share from the will? What I mean by that is should brothers and sisters, siblings, should they get the same? So if you have two children, should the two children get 50%, do you think? Or does it depend on how rich, how well off, how rich the children are? If one child has a really good job or has married somebody rich and is really rich, should they get the same as the other child who might be maybe a single mother looking after three children on her own or just not have a good job? What do you think? And if you don't give the same amount to each sibling, to each brother and sister, does it cause difficulties between them later? I wonder what you think about that. So I hope you feel you've learnt lots of useful vocabulary around inheritance and wills. And also, I hope that you'll check out my book, if you're intermediate level, which is Ghost Stories Adapted from the Charles Dickens. Um, and if you're not that level, have a look at my other books. I have a few others that you can check out, some murder mysteries, um, a love story, and also an adaptation of Jungle Book at a low level. So it was nice to talk to you this time and see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Read Stories Learn English podcast. I hope to see you again next time. 